You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome in to a hump day edition of Inside the Locker Room 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. Our X accounts are at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. And the email address for the show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download that Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go we got justin jones behind the glass with us this morning appreciate justin being in taking care of us this morning day show we got uh talk a little hoops i know it's football recruiting signing day but we're going to talk a little bama hoops with richard hendrix at uh, 7 30 look forward to having richard on one of the great players uh, low post players at the university of alabama it's just a great guy as well i was looking forward to having richard on and in the second hour we'll talk with auburn find out with uh Bill Cameron, find out about who Auburn has signed today and who they think they may flip. There's several uh, guys that are trying to flip that will be making announcements today. So we'll talk to Bill and see where recruiting stands uh, this morning. Before we get started, though, all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is close to you, and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Justin, can you lock him in right there? Lock him in. All right, good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. How's your game? Uh, it was good. I called uh, you, but I couldn't hear, didn't hear from well, you. Well, you know, on 43, you have no service, cell service. You called me? What time? Uh, the game. Uh, we we're trying to get out of there, get some of those guys fed, and then you get on 43, and you basically have no cell service whatsoever. But uh, it was it was good. We uh, got out to a pretty good lead, and then we just kind of um, we played pretty good defensively. So we'll see. We play Russellville uh, tomorrow night at 6, and then the other semifinal game will be uh, Deschler will take on Florence. Uh, explain to me. Coffee High School's gyms at the middle school. So sure. does Florence High School not have a gym? I don't if know. I get started, if I get started, I'd get kicked off the show. Okay. <laughs> no, I, we had a great school there. We got a clown come in there as the as the, as the superintendent of education. She's at Athens now. Um, tore Coffee High School down. Tore my gymnasium down. They, uh, they came down and put up a, a gymnasium in front of the new school. And I know the people that listen to the show from Florence. Uh, are proud of the new buildings they put at it. Put there. I don't look at it. Uh, I started at Coffee. It was the first class to go through there. I don't even look at the school. I, I just go. I go to the gym. Well, it's the middle the school now. It's the Florence Middle School. And that's. I guess that's the middle school where Coffee was. Okay. So where I'm is the sure. high school? Florence High School. Florence High School is on over on another part of town. Do they? Do they not practice at their high school? Or I don't play know. at their high school. 
I, I assume they do. They say Florence High School, but uh, Coffee High School still has the same name, Coffee Gymnasium, I think. Yeah, which yeah it's fine. Coffee Gymnasium. It's nice gym. Yeah, yeah nice yeah. gym. Nice so, gym, a nice yeah. place. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, when you're, you know, used to what you're used to all those years and somebody comes in and, she, and she, what she does, she spends all money and leaves. Mm. So whatever. Okay. Uh, although this is a signing day. I and, did see uh, before you get going, Gary Elliott sure. came and talked to me for a yeah. while. So. I'll, I'll, I'll try to see Gary while I'm there. Good player for us, boy. I'm glad he's doing well. Did a great job coaching uh, UNA. Mm-hmm. Um, several things, although this is, as Barry mentioned, a football day. It's a basketball day more so for me because we have a mixture of it. They uh, have Baylor and, and, uh, and Duke at 6 o'clock and Oklahoma, North Carolina. Oklahoma has Porter Moser as the coach. Barry and I, Barry, got him for me at Little Rock. He worked with us a couple of years there. And then Alabama and Arkansas and, and Arizona at 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, and that's 10 o'clock our time. Um, we had a good fortune of beating Arkansas before we played the, the big game uh, in California um, several years ago. I won't t- take time to talk about that. Uh, Tolua, the quarterback at at um, Maryland, has decided that he will not play against Auburn. Uh, everybody saying, "Oh, that's, oh, that's good for Auburn." I think it's bad. I think it'll have. I think it'll be di- more difficult for Auburn to get ready to play with him not playing. I think it's better off had he played myself, but whatever. We mentioned Eric Moncrof, uh at fifty-two age of at fifty-two. Pardon me, in North Carolina, passed away of cancer. The last game I coached at North Carolina, he was in that game and uh, did some broadcasting for North Carolina after that. Lost his life a couple of days ago. Sure, sorry about that. Uh, two, UTSA won 35-17 in the fiscal bowl against Marshall. It's already been mentioned. I thought Memphis had a good win against Virginia. Memphis is playing well. Lane Kiffin's getting a new contract because of two straight back-to-back years that he had 10 wins. Uh, you don't understand this. I do to some degree because I've had disappointments in my life, too. But FSU is looking for the future and what they should do. They're still down in the dumps over what happened. I think Alabama should have gotten in. I will say that. But I do I do see that it is hard to get over that because it's never happened before. You can make a comment on it if you want to. Um, I want to tell you something, folks. The basketball coach at Samford can coach. He can get them ready to play, and he can coach. They went to get one again last night. He's done a good job under uh, under the deal where nobody pays as much attention to them. He's he's good. He's good basketball coach. Uh, Florida, Michigan, Florida uh, is at very best middle of the pack team. They beat Michigan in double overtime. I watched that game with much to it. Ole Miss um, beat Troy. Get this one. Vanderbilt lost another home game. Mm-hmm. They lost to Western Western Carolina 63-62. And uh, South Carolina continues to win uh, when they beat Winthrop uh, 72-62. So that was big for them. Um, I can't think of anything else exactly. Mount St. Mary's plays Georgia tonight besides the Alabama game at 10. Richard Hendricks, who, was, as Barry mentioned, was a very good player at Alabama, uh, will be on the show, maybe talk about the game tonight. We go, uh, we go to California, uh, even though our athletic director thought, thought we couldn't afford it to the NCAA tournament. Uh, 
and we opened up with Colorado State, and we beat them, and we were fixing to play a great Arizona team. We played Arizona twice in the NCAA when I was there. And um, while we were dressing and going over our stuff, they were they were signing autographs, and and they weren't even they weren't even paying any attention. And we really played a great game against them. Stayed out there, and of course, lost to lost to Loyola Miramont in that game. That not that that means anything tonight, but that uh, I was proud of the way our kids played against against Arizona. The times that that we had the program, so I'm proud of that. Uh, there's a story on here today about Bobby Lee Hurt. Uh, I put I put on on the internet. I don't write, I don't as you know don't text very well, but uh, talked about him. What, what a great player he was. I started out recruiting him when I was uh, the head coach, uh, assistant coach, and ended up being the head coach. We had the situation where we had a, a person who thinks he's the media capital of the world got in a truck and followed me around Huntsville the whole time I was trying to recruit him. And uh, we got turned into the NCAA tournament so that we bought him a car, which we didn't. Uh, a lot of funny stories about that, but uh, if you want to read that little episode I put on there about Bobby Lee Hurts, you can. I know you're more interested in football uh, signing than this stuff, but it's a basketball day and just have to take it as it is. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, the football recruiting um... – it's changed so much now with the early signing period starting today. But, uh, you know, these kids, which I think is, I don't like it. Uh, they graduate early. Julian Sayans already here uh, practicing uh, with Alabama. And Jalen Milrow talked about uh, how it's nice to have another guy in the quarterback room and how well he throws the football. Auburn's got several guys that are already down there practicing with them. So there's not as much drama uh, with these signing dates when these guys are already on the campus. Uh, before we get back to football, I, I'm looking here. I didn't see any of the games last night, but two major, I mean, crazy. How's the Citadel beat Notre Dame by 20? The Citadel beats Notre Dame by 20? Notre Dame is just this side awful. But the Citadel? I don't know anything about that one. And then how does Cal State Northridge beat UCLA? Well, I think our coach has been sick. It doesn't matter if it's been sick with COVID or something, but I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't know about this UCLA team. I thought they were going to be good, but they've kind of fallen on tough times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Both both teams last night, Florida and and and, and uh, Michigan, have got a chance to win the cotton picking game. Either one of them in in regulation. I, I don't want to coach anybody else's team. That's it. All right, but anyway, um, just. You know, to let people know, like, as you follow, like, AL.com or even, I'm not even, follow our uh, website here. They'll update the signees. And, uh, you know, here's how this works. Uh, it's changed a lot, Dad. You know, you used to uh, have to get faxes in. So you'd stand there, Justin, by the fax machine. Until you got yep. the fax in, you could not announce uh, obviously, the kid signing. So you literally would sit there and you'd be just sitting there looking at the fax machine, waiting for it to ring. It's like, well, trying to watch water boil. But now they just, they probably email these guys. They have a SEC letter and then there's a national letter uh, that they sign. And literally, they just sign it and then they can. They can docu-sign it right over the email, or they can just scan it and email it right back. So as soon as they get the email, 
with the signature on there, then you're free uh, to talk about uh, those. You can announce their crew. You cannot announce it till you get. And if the kids are uh, 18 and under, the parents have to sign it or, or their guardian. Uh, Dad, but you remember those days of worrying about sure. whether your fax machine had enough yeah. paper, uh, if it was working or not, because they but called I, and yeah. it was busy. Uh, I had so many Alabama kids I was signing. We signed some out of state, but uh, I had somebody with them being sure they could call me on the on the landline to tell me that they just signed it. So, you know, it was... But they can tell you, but until you had it in a hand. And oh, I know. Don't you remember we got in trouble at Little Rock because you cannot hand deliver an yeah. NLI. We had a guy that was we were worried about him signing. He signed at a junior college, and a guy brought it and put it in somebody's mailbox, and we got turned into the NCAA because yeah. they, they drove it over there instead of faxing it. I think we ended up getting in trouble over that. Yeah, but, we uh, did. Yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. All right, we'll take a break here. Phillips holding, but we'll see. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a ton of drama out there with Alabama. Do you, Justin, do you foresee any problems today? I, I, do, I don't understand why Ryan Williams, I, I think there was an article maybe that says, why is he waiting till February? Um, the rumor is that he's waiting till February, February 9th, because it's his birthday. Got so it. he'll do his birthday and sign on the So he likes attention. All right, Royal Cleaners. Uh, they really wanna, huh? All of them do. Yeah, they love it. And maybe he'll get some more money. Uh, and, yeah, and Lane Kiffin's deal, you know, in the state of Mississippi, they could only give him four-year contracts. I know. re-up you every year. Yeah. Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. As you get ready for these holidays, they'll come to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. It's 205-391-0034. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in North Porter, 4851. Rice Mine Road. Give them a call today. 205-391-0034. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we have a report of a wreck 2059 eastbound at mile marker 82. This is right before the Brookwood rest area. The right lane is blocked. Emergency crews are on the scene. If you see other conditions, give me a call. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. Tuscaloosa City Council President Kip Tyner says he has been attempting to lure the Kentuck Arts Center and Festival to Tuscaloosa for 20 years. Now it looks like he has been successful after the Tuscaloosa City Council unanimously approved a memorandum of understanding between the city and Kentuck. Kentuck rebuffed a last-minute request for a meeting made by Northport Council President Jeff Hogg. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news throughout the day. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tune in to Tom. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. 
good supply of sunshine today. Tuscaloosa side 54. Tonight fair and cold again with the low at 30. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me. You don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, uh, Alabama just uh, signed uh, Justin. Uh, Justin, you're going to have to pronounce this guy's last name from Germany. Uh, um, three-star left. I think it's Justin Okoronkwo. Okoronkwo. Uh, I just learned how to say Tungavaloa, and he's gone. So uh, he's a linebacker, so maybe we want to say his name too much. Uh, but anyway, they went all the way to Germany. Uh, to pick up uh, a recruit. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline. Good morning, Philip. How are you? Morning. Hey, good morning. How, how'd y'all come out last night? Uh, we won. Uh, I think it was fifty to thirty-one, I believe. Uh, so we we did well. We did good. Who, who you got tonight? Uh, we don't play tonight. I guess they take Wednesdays off. I guess it's church night or something up in Florence. Mm-hmm. So uh, we came back. We play Russellville uh, tomorrow night at six, and then Deschler. And Florence, seven-day Florence play. And so if the winners will play on Friday at UNA and the losers will also play will play each other on Friday at UNA for either the consolation or the championship on Friday. So. Now, that, that big orange classic, where's that? That's up at Hoover High School. That's, oh, ne- okay. that's next week, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys will, you, you guys will get together and – and run a little bit and have a have a few practices, I guess, after, right after Christmas. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll play we'll practice today, uh, play Thursday, play Friday, and then I'll give them Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, and then we'll practice Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we'll play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So for kids that play basketball, there's not a ton of time off for the holidays. That, that doesn't mix basketball yeah. and Christmas doesn't mix. Yeah, if you want to be any good, you got to practice. That's what I told them. So. Oh, no doubt about yeah. that. No doubt about that. So. Well, good luck to you all, and I uh, hope the tie can pick up a big win tonight. We sure do need it. Yep, it's going to be late. I'm going to have to uh, get my coffee going about uh, 10 o'clock so I can stay up and watch it because I do want to watch them play uh, Arizona. Here at the line, uh, this game is actually in Phoenix, so it's not in Tucson, which obviously is where uh, University of Arizona is. But Alabama is currently uh, – Arizona's favored by seven and a half, which was the same line as the Creighton game, which is a little bit, a little bit ironic. Well, hopefully they can step up and and get a get an upset win tonight. It sure would be nice. Yeah, uh, Arizona currently ranked number four in the country. It'll be tough. Yeah, it'll be tough. Yeah. Hey, you guys have a great day. Thank, Thank you, Philip. Thanks for calling, Philip. Um. Philip, all right, Philip's out. All right, uh, and then how much does it help these kids that are here now uh, practicing preparation for this bowl? I don't know how much they they kind of 
can learn maybe the format, uh, just get comfortable there. They're probably not getting in that much, uh, but it gives them a chance to get the, go through the drills, kind of learn a little bit of the system. How beneficial is it to the guys that are already on these campuses? Well, I think it helps a lot when you when you just watch it and trying to learn what you, what they do, the drill wise, and um, you know it's not complete complete deal for them, but they get a feel of meeting the coaches, fishing with other coaches that didn't recruit them, and also players that uh, they haven't met. And, um, you know, I think think it's helpful to to some extent, so it's uh, uh, great to get, you know, get those guys in, be darn sure that they're okay and housed in the right place and taken care of, because mamas and daddies are anxious to be sure that they're in the right spot, and that's that's what it's all about. Do you agree with these, uh, Justin? We'll have you chime in as well. I just think we rush life so much. These kids, you know, you only get to be a senior in high school one time, so they're missing so many things here uh, in the second semester of their senior year. But we're such a rush down to get these guys graduated. Uh, you know, what kind of education they're really getting, speeding it up like that. Uh, get graduated here in December, get qualified, get to the campus early. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, I just think the senior your senior year should be enjoyable. You got parties and dances and graduation and all that, and you take away that from all these guys just to get here a semester. Early. Do you like it? Like these guys getting? I, I don't know. I, I guess to some extent I do. I think you know the problem is that you come in and they do all that for a while. They get disgruntled and they want to transfer. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the quite the difference than it was. You know, back back in my day. When I first started, we had freshman teams, and then uh, those freshman teams play, had their own little group, and they played in varsity teams, and it changed after after a while to just, you know, freshmen could play on the varsity. So um, it, it, uh, with the new rule that's in, you, you concern, you're always a little bit concerned if you're a staff as to how all your kids are doing that you've got there, and they're, are they happy, and and unfortunately, uh, the way life is, uh, you get unhappy a little bit quicker this day and time because you feel like you have a chance to move somewhere else, and then that becomes a big, a bigger problem for you because you try to move, and then you see you can't move, and then the team that you want to leave doesn't want you back. <laughs> so it, it's it's complicated. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you bring these guys in here now. Uh, there's nobody here. Uh, and so they're just practicing, going back to there. So I think the the excitement of being here will kind of wear off a little bit as they're here all semester. Uh, and then, but those guys were coming in the summer, man, they'll be so excited to get here. I don't know, Justin, your thoughts on let's speed everything up in life and let's get them here before their senior year's over. No, I agree with you. And I think that's more of a, a take on society right now yeah, where yeah. childhood is being cut short. I think of my high school year, my last semester of my senior year, that was maybe the most memorable, you know, couple of months for high school for me. I think these kids are missing out and it's all in a bid to maybe get playing time earlier. But if you're going to places like Alabama or these top-tier programs, you're going to have to sit and learn anyways. So I think you're right, Barry. They just need to slow down. Well, there's, there's nothing there's, – there's absolutely nothing if you've got a good place like a great high school. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm high school Harry, but I, I cared a lot about – I keep up – try to keep up. They were, we had 137 in, in my graduating class. We're down to 60-something. Those many have passed away. 
but uh, to me, it, it meant and continues to mean everything to me. So, I well, I just, uh, you know, the probably kids that would normally play basketball don't now because they're trying to get yeah. to the, you yeah. know, and these are multiple, Thanks, these guys James. are so athletic that are World coming to play football. Obviously, they could help their basketball team uh, there, but they're not, they don't play now because they're trying to get here so early. I feel like when I played sports, they, that was emphasized to us is that you, we need to play multiple because, yeah. you know, if they're playing football in high school, they said you need to go on the wrestling team because that's going to teach you mechanics exactly. Yeah, yeah it's that's like, gone, like, man. um, uh, the baseball coach at Auburn, uh, Jack, talked to him about playing basketball. He says, "I want, I want my, but I want multi-sport athletes. Like being a pitcher, uh, playing basketball keeps you athletic, uh, and so they, they they encourage it. So uh, you know, it's sometimes hard to play three, but play two. But if you can play three, play three. But now uh, with these guys leaving early, who's the best athlete in the school? Uh, they're not playing. All right, two-minute truck at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you uh, need to make this a smooth move. Whether it's local, out of town, out of state, <clears throat> let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. That is two-minute truck movers who care. We get back from break. Well, Richard Hendricks, I think it's the first time we've had Richard on. I uh, saw Richard the other night. He was at one of my games and actually heard him on another station there. And Richard, a really, really smart guy, can really break it down. So look forward to visiting with Richard Hendricks. Let's Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama sports? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they've cleared the wreck on the interstate out at mile marker 82. Everything else around town looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. It's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming it's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then... Believe me, you don't want to get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. As I look at all the things that Richard uh, did, obviously in 2005, he was Alabama's uh, Mr. Basketball, first-team parade All-American in uh, 05. is McDonald's All-American, first-team All-SEC uh, in 2008. Uh, his last year here at Alabama averaged 17.8 points a game. I was actually, Richard was coaching at South Carolina. We were trying to figure out how to guard you uh, when I was in South Carolina. So we had a wild game with y'all actually over in Columbia that I think we had a three at the buzzer to put it in overtime anyway. But good morning, Richard. How you doing? How you doing, hey, sir? Good, good morning. How y'all doing? We're, doing we're great good. here. We're doing good. Go ahead, Deb. Um Arizona. Game tonight. I played them a couple of times. I'm not going to get into that two or three times when I was coaching. They were they're hard. They're hard to beat. 
uh, we we were fortunate against them. That things have changed now. They've got good personnel, uh, uh, or, you know, around the perimeter and shoot the basketball really well. Talk a little bit about what Alabama has to do. Uh, I've got my own feelings, but I'll let you you say uh, what they have to do in order to stay in this game tonight. Well, I think for Alabama tonight, it's all going to start on the defensive end. Uh, you know, they have to do a much better job of guarding uh, for longer periods of times throughout the course of the game, but not just on the perimeter, but also in the interior. You know, yeah. they've had some trouble against teams that have really good big men. You talk about Zach Eady, uh, P.J. Hall that was at uh, Clemson, uh, Ryan Kalkbritter at Creighton, every single one of the post players who can get good position down low has put Alabama's big foul trouble and have changed the whole complexion of the game. So this is another game. You talk about Umar Ballo, seven foot, 265 pounds. You know, they get him freed up in a lot of ways with his size and weight. He can go right down up under the block and they can hit him in the high low. He can post up, but they also get him moving in pick and roll using Caleb Love uh, to create for him. So this is going to be a very tough game for Alabama, um, and, and they need a signature win in the biggest way because they just haven't had one all year long. But uh, it's going to have to start on the defensive end because offensively you have to play to your identity, and Alabama is an up-and-down team. They shoot threes from the outside. That's nothing I don't believe you can change in a short week of work. Uh, but the defensive intensity and effort and maybe a little bit of game planning from a standpoint of showing different looks at different players and clogging up the paint and then finishing with rebounds is going to be the best way that they can kind of stop Arizona because this is a very well-coached team and very balanced. Uh, Richard, uh, what could Alabama, you know, for for instance, you would have had a field day because uh, against this Alabama team, uh, because you were a low post scorer uh, and you had strength. These guys are long, but they don't have a lot of strength and athletic. They have athleticism, but not the strength. And as these guys get buried under the rim, what can Alabama do, Nate Oates? those guys do to try to help these defenders down there? Is it post-to-post double, uh, bring a guard down in hell? What, what can they do to try to guard these bigger guys inside? Well, so many things you can do from a from a tactical standpoint. I, I think if you are playing a big guy, which Arizona has, the first thing you have to do, you have to not allow them to get to their spots easily. You have to meet them at the, at the free throw line, at the elbow. You have to route them and make them take a long route to get mm-hmm. into the paint. That, that's the first thing you have to do. Uh, and you have to get physical and make them catch the ball outside the paint, outside of their comfort zone. Now, that's something that sounds easier said than done. That's something that you have to obviously – you don't get that done in two or three days of preparation, you know, before the game. That that happens in the summer, in the off season, in the weight room, you know. So you have to be able to be physical with a person to handle that load. But you route them out, and if they catch the ball outside the paint, then their shooting percentages are going to go down. Now, from a tactical standpoint, so many things you can do. You can big the big trap. You can force them to the baseline and send someone else over. You can shrink the court, and every single time the ball goes into the post, guards are digging out. And uh, you can do other things by waiting to see if you want to double-team on the dribble or not on the dribble and make it very confusing. But they do a good job with Ballo uh, of of getting him in pick-and-roll action. So it's not just, as you mentioned in my time, where you're throwing it into the post and, and letting a guy operate when there's two or three bigs you know, in the paint. This is a different time. They're going to spread it out. They only got one guy who's down there. But you're just going to really have to do your work early. And um, 
for Alabama, one of the best things to stop someone defensively is just to make them guard you on offense. Yeah, uh, you, you can't change your identity. You, you are who you are, and you have to give credit to Nate Oates in Alabama. It's been effective in his tenure there. You talk about two SEC championships in the tournament and the regular season. You can't change your DNA. Uh, you have to do what you have to do, but you have to do a much better job of making them guard you and run your sets better and knock down shots because the offense and the defense have a correlation. You know, uh, the way Alabama plays, uh, Richard, they probably don't have to guard the low post much in practice because uh, their post guys are always playing on the perimeter. And so when they're working against themselves, <laughs> their guys are always out there. We They talk about Betty Aka. I think Betty Aka was a guy that, that came off the ball to block a lot of shots uh, there. So they do miss the rim protection. But I don't know that he was blocking them one-on-one. It was it was him as a weak side defender coming, coming and getting the ball uh, there does that does the style that they play does that affect their low post defense when they get into games with big strong guys like they're going to play tonight? I, I think it does, um, but but the reality of it is in the college basketball landscape, everyone plays this way. Yeah, um, it's not a time where you have two, you know, six foot eight, two hundred and forty pound players in the low post or in the high post, you know with interior passing. You know, I mention it all the time. You know, I, you mentioned that time I was playing in 2005. It's crazy. That's almost 20 years ago. But I played in the lineup. You know, it's Richard Hendricks, Chuck Davis, and Jamario Davidson, and Alonzo G at six foot six, 230 pounds, and everybody's in the paint. I remember. <laughs> so it's a different, and you know as well as South Carolina. I mean, you know, you got Brandon Wallace and Ronaldo Bachman and, and other really good players who have to have size and ability inside the paint. The game is not that way anymore. Yeah. You only have one big man out there on the court. So there's so many things that change it as far as you have to guard it. But the problem, if I do say it's a problem, or the issue that Alabama can run into, and then they have run into in the past without having the low post threat, is can you win six games in three weekends in, in March? But when you have a different turnover and different styles of games where you have to play on short notice, when you play one team on a Thursday uh, that has, you know, a seven-footer that's a big duck-in guy, and then on Saturday you got a team versus all guards, and then the next week you have a different situation if you move to the next round. How does that translate when, when you're playing in the NCAA tournament against teams on short notice, on short rest, um, with a different type of play styles? How does it translate? Now, it's translated well in the SEC, but um, I think a little bit of play diversity at some times can be beneficial. But um, I, I have confidence that Alabama will make the adjustment. I think they should understand that this is a really big game and they got to get it. It's going to be a tough place to play in Arizona, but I guess it's considered a neutral site, but uh, still a, a big opportunity. Yeah, that. Well, I, you know, certainly there's a mixture in that as to where they play, a mixture of three point shooting and layups. Uh, with the two-point shots kind of out of out of factor. Um, I think the big thing for Alabama is to find, this is an offensive standpoint, to find a big guy, the guy from, uh, I haven't seen him enough to really know, the guy maybe from North Carolina, but to Betty Ockham's gone, uh, with these guards able to drive the basketball and throw the lob to the backside. I had Derek McKee, and we threw the backside right. all the time with a good, with a good passer that we can get. Alabama can get some scoring back there. If they can get a guy that maybe would give up shooting the three and get back there and be set back there for the long lob pass. Secondly, 
Secondly, when you look at shooting, there's one thing that affects shooting, and that's the ability to, to contest. Right. Um, if, if people contest, we, we spent all of our time at our halftimes talking about whether we had contested the shot or not. And I think uh, people are always asking why they shoot 4 for 22, why they do this, why they do that. Sometimes you, you, you run into teams that contest very well, and it's not easy to make them, and you find teams that don't contest, they don't get to the ball, and you shoot it a lot better. So these are things I think if fans don't understand, but something we need to we need to at least comment about. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it's not to call out, you know, the Alabama basketball fan base or basketball fan base in general, but the, the education of understanding what's going on in the basketball game. I, I do think that um, you know, if you take football for example, the, the general football person that's watching football understands that that wasn't a good play call. Um, we probably should have run it in that situation. Uh, the guy who came in motion has to set the edge and get a block to get that run going. You, you understand the little nuances of the game. But when it comes to basketball, most people kind of view it as it was a good possession based on if the shot went in or not. And, and it's not a matter of just if the shot went in or out. It's how did the shot become created? How was it a good defensive possession? What happened? in the action to create the advantage? Did the player play with enough intensity to affect the shot on the defensive end? Did they all have a gang rebound mentality and finish the defensive set in a certain way? Um, so tactically, there's so many things, as y'all know, that's going on out on the court that I don't know if the casual viewer notices it. You just say, man, Alabama needs to work on their shooting. They're yeah. four for 22 from three. And it's like, well, why are you four for 22? Is it because you're missing wide open shots, or is it the defense of the other side? Is it the team not running good uh, sets to free people up to get them clean looks? Is it situations where you should have driven it in and taken the two pointer as opposed to settling? You know, there's a time and situation to every single possession in basketball. It's a, it's a real chess match. Well, you know, the answer to all of that is they're, they're good right? threes. They're good threes and bad threes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, but but you have to know how to view the game. If you if you don't view it properly, you're just looking at it and say, "Man, that shot didn't go in," and it's a little bit more to that. Uh, Richard, you bring a good point about the NCAA tournament. When it's a one and done uh, deal like that, sometimes these games turn into more of a half court grinded out. I San Diego State. Uh, and I guess Alabama may have to learn to play a game like that as well. And, and I don't know that they recruit towards that style, but they do need some guys a little bit bigger maybe where they can throw the ball in the low post uh, and score. Uh, do they need to add maybe add a, a dimension to the, their self offensively to be able to maybe win those six games like you're talking about advancing that NCAA tournament? Because those games seem to turn into more – of a half court grind, and sometimes oh, that, sure. that, 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 that those are tough for, for a team that likes to rip and run all the time. Listen, I, I, I do think so, and, and not being partial because that was a position in, in a way that I played throughout my college and professional career, but it gives you an element that you never know when you need it. Now, I, I was listening a little, little bit before you're talking about kids playing multiple sports and certain aspects of it. The problem, I think, is in the youth game. You don't see players being developed into low-post players because it's just, quite frankly, not fun to watch. It's not sexy. And 
when you don't play multiple sports, you don't get that physicality from playing football and you don't get, you know, some other type of ways of how to use your body from playing different sports. You don't develop that. And then in the youth game, you see an eight-year-old playing pick and roll where you give the ball to the best ball handler and then the big is just running up blocking somebody. He never plays and never touches the ball. So he never develops any fundamental skills. So it's hard to find that player. And then on top of hard to find that player, that player is no longer coveted in the NBA draft. Mm -mm. So if you're a college kid, do you want to go play in a program that's going to play a style that you enjoy playing and that you have potential to be picked in the first round? And if you come to Alabama, you have that. But if you are a low post player, just take Zach Eady, you take Oscar Shibwe, you take um, Adamo Sanogo at UConn, or you take the biggest one I look at is Drew Timmy at Gonzaga, who was a technical low post assassin. And it's like, do you want to be undrafted (laughs) and not play in the NBA? Or do you want to say that I'm just effective in the low post? So there's so many things going on, and I cannot blame Alabama for who you recruit because sure. how you can't tell a kid, hey, come here and be this piece, and then he sees his buddies over here who have so many less abilities who are picking and popping, and they get picked in the first round. That's a hard sell for kids. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's so much going on. I do think that it can be effective. I, I do think that you can win because here's another thing to talk about. You talk about six games in the NCAA tournament, and I talk about it with several of my buddies, and one thing about it is that, like, when you play an NCAA tournament and they got a new rack of balls out there that bounce to the ceiling, <laughs> uh, the rims are extremely tight. Yes. You're playing in a big arena where the depth perception is totally different. You're playing a team that you haven't seen before uh, on short notice because maybe there's an upset on the other side of the bracket. Now the team you thought you were playing in the second round is not the same team. It's hard to shoot threes. It's hard to dribble that ball. And as you mentioned, there's a reason why you see UConn winning the national championship and they're pounding it in with a big man, you know, getting some close layups. Because you can make layups. I don't care if you're playing with a rock or you're playing with a, a bouncy ball. You can make a layup. But it's not the same for shooting from the outside. It's the reason you see in recent years, you know, Baylor winning the national championship with those guys, Kansas the last year with McCormick and the last few years, uh, UConn with Sonogo down low and they have a seven-foot-two guy. It's an element in the NCAA tournament that, that definitely helps you to be successful. Yeah. You're right about those brand new balls and those hard rims and those inside. Well, it's amazing. You can't shoot with that. Yeah, you can't. Go ahead, Dad. The one thing you have to do, and I recruited our staffs, we recruited well, is that you have to you have to mention the things that you know they like. I'm talking about the recruit. You have to. You don't have to say it completely, but you may have your assistant do it. But they like to hear that they go and shoot some three point shots. Because they think they can. Love, not like. Yeah. Love to hear. And they, and the recruiting, and, and I'll give Alabama credit for, um, you know, shooting a lot of threes. It's helped them in recruiting. But there is a situation where big guys, I'm not talking about Edie. I'm not talking about that big, uh, yeah. some of the ones you mentioned. But they're big, they're guys that are probably better off really scoring for you inside. But if you, hey, you know, you know, I, We'll shoot that three if we can, that kind of stuff. Um, it helps you recruiting, but at the same time, you know, I, I played inside out. Uh, right. They play outside in. 
uh, or outside, outside, not really in much at all, except the lob pass occasionally. So I think that you you have to you have to put that out to the to the recruit without telling him he's going to shoot a bunch of. But when he gets there, he expects to. <laughs> hey, listen, you, you, you're right. I mean, all coaches, listen, I was a big guy with touch. You know, going up and You wanted to shoot him yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I shot him and I made him. I was yeah. highly effective. I felt like shooter on the high school level. But, you know, when I got to college, you find out quickly that, you know, you're, you're kind of asked to do what, you're, what you need to do sure. for the team. And, you know, times have changed. I, I do think <laughs> – as y'all have mentioned, a player coming in in 2005, if you're shooting three and then they say, okay, we don't need to shoot too many of those, you're going to do what the coach asked. But nowadays, transfer. as you mentioned, one year in, six months, you're going to transfer. You're, you're going to leave. So the, the element of telling the player, hey, that I'm going to let you do something, and then when you get to the game you're trying to win, you kind of flip the script on them. I don't know if that holds true anymore because, you know, you, you tell a guy that and he's going to be there for three, four years, and he knows if he leaves he has to sit out and transfer, which is probably not something he wants to do. Um, nowadays, players want to play the way they want to play, when they want to play it, they want to do things they want to do, and it's a major challenge for college basketball, yeah. and even high school basketball. I see yeah, it when true. I watch high school, even high school basketball. These kids want to play the way they want to play, and if they you don't meet them, a little bit on their side, then they just don't play. And it's a sad time, to be honest. (laughs) Richard, uh, you had a long career overseas. Um, I've been overseas, but never, uh, you know, basketball-wise. What are they doing different development-wise over there with with those guys? seems like skill level and that it's a world game now, but it seems like those guys have a lot more skill than the Americans uh, do, in my opinion. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but you look at the NBA; these guys are re- really skilled uh, players. Where maybe the, the American players are athletic, but maybe it's the AAU system here that's uh, not developing them. So, what, what are they doing in Europe that's different? Well, well you, you hit it on the head. The, the, the biggest problem I would say is the AAU system, and w- what happens is in many ways from a young age kids are eight nine ten years old they start to get on these travel teams that anybody can start you play in these tournaments that they accept anybody into the tournament in at these venues that charge fifteen dollars for parking and fifteen dollars to get a wristband to sit in there all day long so you play six games one against a team you beat 100 to 12 and another one that you beat i don't know 200 to 12 and you know there's there's no practicing. You're just hooping. You're not playing basketball. You're just hooping is what you're doing. It's it's pickup. Yeah. And the teaching element of it is is not what it used to be. You know, high school coaches. You know, my dad was a high school coach, also a PE teacher, and you know, the teacher. They're educators. It's a coveted thing. It's an education process within coaching the game and teaching to kids how to go about playing the game within the structure and then other values that come with the game of basketball and any sport that you play, uh, that, that's eliminated. And with that also now is just the emphasis on trying to win uh, those games that your kids play in 60 games in the summer. And at the end of the summer, they don't know if their record was 50 and 10 or if it was 10 and 50 because the game didn't matter. Well, you know, it used to be, 
in America, you, you know, you might play 25 high school games and, and every game matters. And you had to be one of the elite players of the elite players in the state to be on some AAU summer ball travel team. Other than that, everybody else played at the rec. But in Europe, you're going to play maybe six practices to every one game, mm-hmm. as opposed to in America where there's six games to every one practice. Great That's point. if you even practice. Yeah. So you learn so many small details within the team perspective about how to read the game, how to prepare yourself, um, and, and and you have more teaching, so players are more game ready. Now, now I don't believe, even though the best players that are getting the NBA MVP awards and the top players, obviously, Jokic and uh, Embiid, who has some international uh, upbringing, as well as Giannis and um, Luka Doncic, these guys are the best players in the world. But on the whole, the best players are still American, and it's by far. Um, but the super talented kids like a, a Giannis, a Embiid, a, a Lucas Doncic, a Jokic, these guys have been through so much development through practice and then playing up. You mentioned earlier on the show there was a freshman team, you know, in the college days in years past. That's what they go through over overseas. Yeah. You play in the youth program, you might come up and practice a day with the with with the big club. Uh, you might sit on the bench and play a game with the big club, and then they send you back down. You know, there's so many things. So you're playing against grown men. You know, I played against Luka Doncic. I played against when he was 16 years old in Real Madrid. Real Madrid. I was in Spain. So you talk about they get the experience and the practice, and they get the time to develop. You can't develop if you're just playing games because there's too much of a competitiveness and winning uh, premium on on the development of the game. And you really can't do it if you're just playing teams and winning 80 to four in an AAU basketball game that, you know, no one's really watching. Yeah. Six practices to one game or six games to one practice. That makes a lot of sense to me. Richard, uh, we appreciate you being on. Thank Hopefully you, we can have you on throughout the season. Uh, I could talk to you uh, all the whole show uh, and break <laughs> it down. But uh, look forward to having you on hopefully throughout the season. And we'll see if Alabama can guard that low post tonight and see what they come up with. We appreciate you. Thank you all for having me. I think they might be able to get it done tonight. Thank you all for having me. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. All right, there's right. Richard Hendrow, uh, really smart. He's right about you know, the NCAA tournament. You got brand new balls out there. That you're in a dome, shooting background, that rim so hard out there. <laughs> those threes, they don't fall as much, do they, Dan, sometimes in those games? No, they don't. But, uh, you know, we, it's uh, but the thing that people don't understand, it's not easy to win the first two games yeah. of the NCAA. Well, you get a it, it, it all comes down to your seating. Eight, nines, and tens are Booker Bear seating, seatings, and it, it, it's – the way it is sometimes. All right, we'll take this break here. We're just tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Hi, 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high 54. Tonight, fair and cold again with the low at 30. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Welcome back to the Inside Black Well, thank Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want to take this top of the hour break. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see congestion on McFarland at US 43 at Alabama 69 in Northport and a little bit on 359 northbound at the 15th Street exit. If you see other conditions, give me a call 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at towns of Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NBA, four games on the schedule highlighted by the Grizzlies beating the Pelicans in New Orleans. 115-113, it was the return of Memphis star John Morant from his 25-game suspension because of a gun issue. It was his season debut after eight months away. He scored 34 points and hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer. Warriors knock off the top team of the Eastern Conference, the Celtics, 132-126 in overtime. Damian Lillard scored 40 for the Bucs in their 132-119 win over the Spurs. And Kevin Durant scored 40 for Phoenix, but the Suns lost to the Trailblazers, 109-104. College basketball, five ranked teams in action. Number 23, Memphis, handled number 22, Virginia, 77-54. Number 6, Marquette, lost to Providence, 72-57. Wins for number 20, James Madison, and number 25, Ole Miss. College football at the Frisco Bowl, it was Texas-San Antonio beating Marshall 35-17. That's the first ever bowl win for the Roadrunners. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. We want to thank Andrew Knifer, he's by Allstate Insurance Agent, as we kick off this 8 o'clock hour. Let Andrew and his staff uh, take great care of you like they do me. Give them a call, 205-722-9201. He's looking for home, life, auto. These guys will uh, find the best solution for you. All right, we're going to get out, uh, get out of the studio, go down Skyland Boulevard, and talk a little Tuscaloosa Toyota with Justin Troll. Good morning, Justin. How are you, my man? Hey, Justin. Good morning. Man, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Man, we just talked to Richard Hendricks. You talked to Rick, Richard Hendricks. He makes you sound smart. Uh, Richard's a uh, uh, really smart guy and did a great job uh, breaking down the Alabama basketball force. But uh, break down what you guys got out there on the lots. Guys, people are looking maybe for that last-minute gift. Uh Great truck, SUV, car. Uh, you guys are ready to take care of them down there at Tuscaloosa Toyota, aren't you, Justin? Yeah, we're closing out, uh, you know, things like the the Toyota Tacoma, the 23 model. Barry, we've sold 38 Tacomas this month. 38 Tacomas have been delivered this month to people um, that we are closing those out. They have special interest rates as low as 2.75%. That's on the number one selling compact truck in America, always has been. And they even have special financing. We've got 
Very few of those left. Literally, we've sold 38 of those this month. Just a huge deal on those right now before the 24 Tacoma redesigned uh, hits the lot sometime next month. So there's a big closeout on 23 Tacomas right now if you're looking to get one. You've got very little time. We've got very few remaining. Come as soon as you can. Those those trucks are moving fast. And like I said, anytime you can capture financing and the deals we have on them, it's a great time to buy. Uh, no doubt. Uh, tell us, uh, you guys said you had a lot of new inventory on the lot here the last few weeks, but it sounds like some of that stuff is, is popping off. But you guys still got a plenty to look at there, and if there's something special they want, then you certainly can go and find it for them, correct, Justin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and the used, used cars are, are – when anytime you have, you know, well over 150 cars on the new car lot and you're selling a bunch of them just like we're selling these Tacomas, you get a lot of good – you get a lot of good trade-ins, man. When when people – you know, that's the great thing about, you know, back when we were talking about not having a ton of inventory and selling stuff before it got there – when they're on the lot, you get trades like every day, like really good stuff. So the used car lot's got a ton of different variety of stuff, non-Toyota stuff, Toyota stuff. So we've got a lot of that stuff. And when you've got a bunch, you can sell it at a great price. And we sell our cars not for what we hope to get, but we sell them, you know, because we're not in love with them. We sell them for the best deal right up front. So it's it's great. And it's a great time. Everybody knows in not only end of the month, but end of the year closeouts. Special rates, good, good quality vehicles, new and used, and then all of them come with our lifetime warranty to uh, knock it out of the park. So, well, just a just a good time, you know. And you can find every bit of that right there at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Yeah, that. Well, I really don't have anything. All my questions, I don't want to ask. Hey, I've got these... something for you. Okay, I've got uh, something uh, for you. I got a good one for you. Okay, okay. You, this is right up your alley, uh, Wimp. <laughs> So I, I'm not going to disclose a name just for privacy, but I'm selling. Did you ever have any interactions when you coached and, you know, all the guys that kind of commentate the game from TV, CBS, and all that type of stuff? Do you ha- did you ever have any uh, run-ins with um, or any talks with Jim Nance? No, I had. I, I was on Jim Nance's show, uh, not show, but interviewed with him. Uh, when I think Auburn played uh, this this past year, um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he was he was doing the game and and uh, uh, what's his name had a putter up there was going was was he was advertising advertising Augusta or something, and I was behind mm-hmm. him and said something about it, but I don't I don't know not exactly what you're talking about, but. Uh, but he did his last. He did his last Final Four. I think. I think somebody said last year was his last year to do the yeah the NCAA tournament yeah. or whatnot. But anyway, I, I say all that to say this: I'm selling a truck to his spotter uh, on CBS. Okay. Um, you know, I'm and 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 very, it's very interesting. Obviously, this is something conversation we can have off the air because it take too long. But pretty interesting guy, and he's a big time golf guy in Florida. I'm yeah. not exposing any names, but yeah. real close with Jim Nance. And I got to thinking, I said, I'll, I'll ask Wim. Can he, get, can, he get can he get Dad some golf balls? Not only any golf balls. Well, here's what I, <laughs> listen, here's, here's, what I, here's what I was thinking. You know, now now that I'm in and I got the hookup here, I'm sure, Barry, that you're like me, a procrastinator, and hadn't got Wimp anything for Christmas. So maybe we can 
maybe when this guy comes and picks up, I can get him to bring something. Yeah, it's having <laughs> a couple things. I don't need anything. <laughs> I need a better game. <laughs> He's hard to shop for. Have y'all, you guys? Hey, have you have you guys? Finished up all your Christmas shopping, or you? I have. You got to start to finish, Justin. I have. Uh, and I don't I, have any time. I got a game tomorrow and a game Friday, and <sighs> I'm in trouble. I finished mine. And Jenny Did had told get... me early on if I just give her the money, she'd do it, and I didn't do it, and now I'm in trouble. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, Justin. Yeah, I, you know, you're starting up a, a new program, a new place, and, and doing yeah. good. You, you should get, you should get credit. Thank so, you. Thank you. You know. Yeah, hey, uh, send me that what he just said uh, uh, Ju- <laughs> Justin I get to be Justin's right so I can send that to Jenny and say I'm starting a new program give me a little slack uh, here so and, then, and Christmas being yeah, on absolutely. Monday you know are, are places going to be open on Sunday to shop she's wanting to go to church I, on know, Sunday that's, that's going to be the, how are you going to shop gonna, all that Gonna be the it's gonna be the problem for us procrastinators. We in trouble. Are you, did you procrastinate? Always. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Mary's yeah. gonna get get her a car. So. We can blame it on being busy, but most of the time we don't get that excuse. Yeah, I just don't like to. I like to give people stuff. I just hate shopping. Hate it. With a passion, yeah. I love to give people stuff. Right. But anyway, well, Justin, we appreciate you guys at this Toyota. We won't talk to you until after Christmas, so have have a merry Christmas, and we look forward to visiting with you next week. And find out, uh, maybe get your pick uh, for the Michigan game. Uh, Ooh. So, hopefully, Ooh, Alabama, hey, does Alabama wimp? Does Alabama? I know they got a shot, but this is another man. I tell you what, a brutal December for scheduling. I don't know who put that together, but uh, they got a tough one tonight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They've got a shot. They got you know their threes are hitting and they're rebounding well. They and the defense and they defend a little bit better. All all of it. Uh, they got a shot. It, you know, it's a tough tough game. With Arizona's been a fun team for Alabama to play over the years, and um, it, this is going to be uh, the funny part about it. We played them in Albuquerque. We had nobody there. They had, they have red. Their their colors are blue and red. They had so many people down there, and they had a great big flag up the top with a big A on it. And I told our kids, I said, "Look at the people from Alabama come to come to watch us play." <laughs> <laughs> Some of them said, "Where, well, coach?" I said, "Look, look up there, great. all those." <laughs> you know That's what he great. said one time in Kentucky? <laughs> he said, "Kentucky." This was one of the great all-time lines. He said. Just make believe they're cheering for you. Their their timing's just off. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That all. They're that, cheering that, for that you. They just stuff. have they just have bad timing. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. That's thanks, good stuff. thanks. You, look, hey, you guys. Yeah, man, you guys have a great Christmas. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they're cheer- just make believe they're cheering for you. Their timing's just off, Justin. So, um, anyway, so that might have gone up for some people. Well, that A, that means they got an A up there, and they were going crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, the Arizona fans are pretty passionate. Uh, yeah, they are. You know, the athletic director of Alabama is from Arizona. Richard, y'all said that was a neutral court, and that is not a neutral court. Uh, Is Birmingham a neutral court? Uh, Maybe, but not really. No. And neither is uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It's not going to be a neutral court. Mm -hmm. No, it won't be. It'll be be, uh, like stay awake. And most of the time we say, 
it's only ten, but it's really nine. It's only ten and really ten. <laughs> yeah, you gonna watch it? You gonna watch yeah, it? Sure. Yeah, you ain't gonna watch it. I am so. You be asleep. No. Is it Todd, one hundred point nine. Let's see home of Alabama sports. The one hundred point nine Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high fifty four tonight. Fair and cold again with the low at thirty. Tomorrow is sunny day. The high fifty seven. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The sky partially sunny. The high at sixty. I'm James Spann on the ABC thirty three forty Weather Center on Tide one hundred point nine. It's thirty two degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Wayne's Pest Control, serving 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those un- Wanted pest. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room. $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, get right to the Wayne's hotline. He's with ESPN 106.7, The Drive, down in Auburn, Opelika. Uh, it's signing day down there. I know they, uh, Coach uh, Freeze, I think he has a 1230 press conference Uh How's it going down there this morning, Bill? Uh, pretty much, pretty much. I guess uh, as scheduled, nothing terribly exciting thus far. I mean, a lot of folks just wondering about a few guys that are that are out there that you know that the different schools have a shot at, but no huge shock, I guess, up to this point, at least as of about five minutes ago. Yeah, that. Um, Tua's not going to play in the game. And people are saying, that's really good. I think it's bad. And the reason I think it's bad, I don't, I don't say bad, it's not the right word. I think it becomes more difficult to get your team ready to play. Now, I know it's bowl season. I know all those kind of things. But there's just some way that, that with, with kids that you have to do a double job getting, re- getting them ready to play when the, when the all-time leading quarterback in, the, in ACC is not playing. To me. You know, I, I agree. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. I mean, it looks like, you know, it looks like something that could even things up a little bit more because Auburn doesn't have two of their starting defensive backs who've opted out of the okay. bowl game. So we and, don't talk uh, about D- that. Yeah. 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 You know, DJ James and Ar- uh, Nehemiah Pritchard aren't going to play, but you're right. It, it has to be a little bit of a letdown. Uh, you know, some of the guys are going, oh, look at, look at the numbers for their backup quarterback. I know he threw some passes. Um, Edwards uh, threw, I think, 48 passes or 46 passes or something like that a year ago. Only only 10 pass attempts this year, 4 of 10 for 2 yards this year, and that's got to make some of the guys relax a little bit and think, well, they won't have to worry about it. So I, I understand that point, but you know the fact that Auburn doesn't have Marcus Harris or two yeah. of their, actually their two starting cornerbacks, yeah, um, probably makes them breathe a little easier. Yeah, it does. It should. I, I didn't think about that. I, I probably overspoke there, but uh, I, you know, I just know he's such a, you know, a, a guy everybody looks at to, to run the offense and do everything. It's sure. a little bit different. I don't know. Uh, oh, you freeze, Kyle. If you, you freeze, uh, do you ask a question? He's gonna tell you. He's gonna give you an honest answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, he talked a lot about uh, the quarterback situation there. Sounds like to me, you know, uh, they're comfortable where they are. They're going to sign a freshman there. Uh, he said, if I bring in a guy, then these guys are going to transfer out. We got to get better pieces around them. Uh, were you surprised at how honest he was about uh, the entire? situation there i'm talking about to the public now i'm sure he sits down with these uh kids individually and kind of talks about what they're looking at but he gives it all to you out there does that surprise you a little bit bill well yeah it still does i mean you you expect him i mean you you ask him a question he doesn't avoid the answer but but when he was asked about the transfer portal and he said quite frankly he doesn't think he's done a good job and i thought wow uh yeah. i mean there are a lot of fans a lot of fans might be thinking that. But you don't usually hear a coach. But then when he went on and explained it, I, I understand where he's coming from. You know, he's a guy, there's no question, he's a good recruiter and he's a good closer. But he's gotten used to doing that by, uh, you know, face-to-face -face getting to know the players, getting to know their families, and then really being able to build on that. And, they, and Auburn had set up uh, a few guys that they really had targeted out of the transfer portal and – we're hoping to bring them in late because that's sort of been uh, one of the things that Hugh likes to do with some of the recruits that are sort of out there on the fence. Bring them in and see if you can have that last impression with them. Well, the problem with the, problem with the transfer portal is a lot of those guys, they're not going to wait for three or four visits. They go somewhere and they like what they see, they're gone. And uh, Auburn's lost a couple of players on the offensive line. I know that they really would have liked to have added and those players never even made it even made it into Auburn. So that's what he's talking about. He, they're going to have to um, sort of change their philosophy about the transfer portal a little bit. I think he's I think he's still very determined that he wants to build this program uh, with with high school signees and then plug in transfer portal guys. But until you get to that point where you have the kind of roster you want, you, you need a few more transfer portal players. Uh, today, uh, there's an article on AL.com that Auburn is looking maybe to flip three guys. K.J. Bolden, who's a Florida State commit. Uh, there's a five-star uh, D.J. McCray, who's a Florida commit, and Mar Marius Williams. They're all one sign, I think, at nine. The other's around noon. Uh, do you see uh, Auburn landing any one of these three guys today, Bill, or is it still still up in the air? I think Auburn's, uh, the best shot for Auburn is Marius Williams. I think uh, I think they've had a pretty good shot there. Ohio State may be the biggest competition for Williams, who's a, an outstanding defensive lineman from North Carolina. He's one of those guys that have been committed to Florida and then backed off um, Florida, uh, trying to trying to hang on to L.J. McCray, and, and he's coming up in about uh, 30, 35 minutes. McCray is one that has been, uh, I think he grew up with Florida State as his favorite school, and Auburn has really, really pushed for him. But I've got a feeling he sticks with his Gators because, he, you know, he's a guy from down in Florida anyway. Williams being from North Carolina doesn't have those ties to the state of Florida. And Auburn, obviously, with Marcus Harris leaving uh, and uh, Elijah uh, McAllister being out of uh, out of eligibility, Auburn has, Auburn has playing time to offer there. I think they've got a really good shot at Williams. Bolden, man, that has been a back-and-forth type thing. He's been committed – to uh, to uh, to Florida State and uh, Auburn has really pushed word over the last couple of days is that Georgia with Dylan Rayola the quarterback flipping to Nebraska uh, word is that that Georgia's got a little extra NIL money and they've really really been pushing Bolden's from Buford Georgia and uh, you know Georgia's really trying to keep him in so that's going to be an interesting one 
I, but I think out of those three guys, that the best shot Auburn has is for the uh, for the defensive lineman, Amaris Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Basketball-wise, uh, of course, good win against Southern Cal, who's better name than our team. Uh, well, they're talented, Whip. They're just not a great team. No, he's they, – they're – well, Tim Floyd, who used to be the coach there, is a friend of mine. I, I won't get into that. But anyway, they're, they're – uh, they didn't play Auburn very well, I think. And, yeah. Of course, it's hard to play Auburn – that kind of zone, in my opinion, and also the crowd, of course, affects you know affects so much. So many people that come in there, uh, they went they they went beat one one again twenty points after that. Um, this Auburn basketball team, it, it seems to me like that it's good on all, in all areas and gotten better. Uh, I really think they're you know, they're good defensively. They share the ball pretty good. Um, I, I just and they shoot it or you know are shooting it. Good, uh, you know, when people really contest them, they have a little bit more difficult time. Everybody does, but this is a sure. team that's going to be, and and I'm not putting any pressure on not what I say doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but I think it's a, I think it's an NCAA team. Um, you know, it may be a ten seed, all I know, but I think it's an NCAA team if they keep everybody well. Well, they've got good guard play. I mean, that's that's something that has really stepped up. The numbers that they have, the the turnover, the the assist to turnover ratios, and then the the turnovers. We talked about it last week in that that game where they only had two turnovers to the last second of the game. They're uh, uh, over the last over the last three games. Their point guard uh, with Aiden Holloway, the true freshman, and Trey Donaldson uh, are averaging double figure assists and about two turnovers a game. And uh, teams have tried to pressure them a little bit. They're they're really good. They really protect the ball well, and they've they've been pretty unselfish. They pass it, and they're getting some assists from you know from their uh, inside guys as well. Jalen Williams is a, is a really good assist player. He's become a little bit he's become a little more aggressive, and has had you know has had times when when teams start to you know uh, sag it in on Janai Broom or try to pressure a little bit more on the guards. Jalen's been able to take over, so yeah, they they have a, a nice mix. Wimp. I mean, I don't know that they uh, they've got anybody that you go, man, that guy's an NBA player next year or anything like that. But it's a really nice mix of players who don't mind sharing the ball, and they all get into the uh, they all get into it defensively. So that's helped. Uh, what's uh, I guess Auburn plays tonight, correct? Uh, what's on the rest of their schedule here before for conference? Play? No, they don't play tonight. No, tonight. they play Friday. That's right. Friday. That's yeah, right, they Friday. Got, got Alabama State that's Friday right. night. That's right. And then not another ball game until Chattanooga, which is the night of the bowl game on the thirtieth. So they get a little bit of a break for uh, for Christmas after after this Friday. Well, um, is. Is the recruiting to the point in, in football that people stand to be, uh, I don't know why I think this, stand to be disappointed if they don't get everybody they want? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. That's definitely it. I mean, I was talking with some folks going, you know, the the, the, the ones ready to go, oh, crap, when you don't yeah. get a guy that's yeah. been committed to Florida or Florida yeah. State for months uh, and you, you don't. You don't flip somebody. You don't flip more players. It seems like a disappointment. They're going to have a top ten class. They, uh, you know, if they if they do get, you know, more than one of those guys or, or find another one. I mean, they're still uh, also uh, watching very closely a couple of offensive linemen out there. That uh, you know, Cohen Eccles, the former Texas A and M lineman, 
if, if they get a guy like that, they've got a chance to have a probably uh, top six or seven nationally class. Now, what's crazy, it's still going to be fourth or fifth in the SEC at best, but that's the kind of class that can that can at least be a big step. This is the year, actually, you know, I think the expectation was try to get around the top ten this year because they were still catching up. I, I, I really think that this staff has done uh, an amazing job in just a year to be able to build the relationships that they have. And, and they're definitely, they've, they've been able to be working on the 25 and 26 classes. That's what you have to be doing. You yeah. better, you better have a big step forward for next year's class by the time that your class for this year is, uh, you know, in the books. Yeah. One, one other thing, and we've already mentioned it, I guess, but it's worth mentioning it for me again. Um, I guess we even talked about it. The, the, a little bit inferring that, uh, saying that you have the quarterback. The quarterback is there. Um, does, uh, does, that, does that affect some people who thought maybe they might want to come there as quarterback? Uh, yeah, I know. I guess Robbie's leaving, but right. uh, is it? If I got Auburn on my mind a little bit, and I hear that publicly. Does that not uh, make me pass over and die and not try to go there as a quarterback? You talking about transfer guys or, or yeah, a transfer or, guy, a transfer guy? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. Um, and, and and you know, I think we talked about it. Uh, yeah, we did, I guess. Yeah, week before. I mean, one of the things is they've got you know everybody has a certain amount of resources, and I really think that that Hugh Freeze is in the situation where he needs the talent around the quarterback and the, the talent on the entire team to be better, I think, before you go out and try to bring in that guy that you might feel would, would be the difference maker. Auburn's not the position right now of adding. If they added the best quarterback but weren't able to bring in extra receivers or linemen, then that quarterback probably be running for his life and looking for another place next year. You hope <laughs> – you know, in, in the situation that Auburn's in right now, you hope that you bring in those players, and then after a year, that you know that Peyton Thorne will be gone, and then if if there is a quarterback that you feel, man, this guy could put us over the top, he would look at the roster and go, man, I like these young receivers, I like the the the, the offensive and defensive lines uh, that that'll be protecting me and and putting pressure on the other team. That's when you go for that big quarterback, and I think that's I think that's the the thought process right now. Yeah, I, I hear what uh, Coach said there. Uh, how's the fan base taking that? Uh, are they comfortable, Peyton Thorn? Uh, Some is, are a lot. A, a lot are very skeptical. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I mean, when you when you tell them, look at some of the other guys that that had such good years in their second year this year compared to their first, and it's like they go, yeah, but. That's different. We'll we'll see. I mean, um, I really thought I thought Peyton was a much better player down the stretch this year than he was at the beginning of the year. Um, but but you're right. I mean, there's some some fans that feel like, well, if you don't get a great quarterback, then we're probably looking at a seven win season next year. And what good is that? It tells me he must be really uh, high on this backup grinder uh, because you know you're one play away. Uh, so you really want to have some depth in that quarterback room. Uh, is he? Is, is Griner, what, what, what have you seen out of him? He really spends it well. I know he's, he's not as athletic as Peyton or Robbie, obviously, but, I mean, uh, he's a guy that's got good pocket awareness. And people people now are thinking that Hugh has got to have it's, – it's funny. 
that, uh, that, that Auburn fans sort of got into this thing with, with Gus. Maybe it was more so with Gus, but they feel like with Hugh, well, he's going to have to have that, that quarterback that can run for seven or 800 yards or he doesn't have a chance. No, you just need to be able to make the read. And if they're, if they're giving, if they're giving the quarterback five yards and he takes five yards, it doesn't have to be 50. But no, Holden is a guy that, that really, I mean, he, he is, uh, such an, such an outstanding passer. That's what he's got going for him. It would be a different style if he took over, but uh, there's no question. Hugh wants to hang on to hold it. Yeah. We had had John Cohen on our show several times before he came down there, and I kind of hesitated, too, when he went down there. But but uh, I'm not saying this this bad. Being the athletic director there, is he – a money watcher is that, is that the right word is he a guy that watches all the sports as far as the, the money spent and the money coming in because money is so big now in recruiting yeah that's a good uh, that's a good question well if i hadn't really thought of it that way i feel like that uh, alan green probably watched and was uh too too conscious of of making of of wanting to have money in reserve, uh, I'm sure you better be. Everybody who's an AD yeah. better have an idea of what the, yeah. you know, what, what the budget is and things like that. But I don't get the feeling that um, n- none of the coaches that, that we've talked to or that you bump into seem to be uh, disappointed or concerned that they're not getting enough. So, so thus far, I think everybody's, everybody's pretty happy with, with uh, the plans because, I mean, there are all kinds of improvements going on you know, we've talked about the baseball, but I mean, there's, there's, there's now there's going to be more done over at the, at the football stadium. They're, they're constantly upgrading everything there in athletics. And then, and it looks like right now that the, that they're, it, it doesn't look like the tap's about to run dry. Yeah. Well, Bill, uh, Bill, what's the one Christmas present Bill Cameron wants? We're trying to come up with some ideas for dad. You got anything? What, what, what's oh. one thing you got to have this, this Christmas? <laughs> Uh, well, I'll tell you what, what, what I, what I've wanted is, uh, I mean, this is something I'm sure just about everybody, everybody has, but, uh, here in Christmas season with packages coming, my doorbell went out. So, so I've got to have, I really want one of the ring doorbells, uh, with the camera, I, 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 with the camera. Yeah. 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 I want to, I want to be able to see who's, you know, who's out in front of my house and, and things like that. That's sort of the, uh, that's. That's the toy that I sort of bought this year. Yeah. The only bad thing about that is you walk out the front door and my wife has it and she'll be like, <laughs> where are you going? What are you doing? Who's at the door? Yeah. Like, will you go back to work? Stop looking, looking at the ring, but the doorbell? Uh, See, so, I go out, I, I, we, we go out the garage door most of the time. So it's, no, we're not going out the front. So, so. Well, Bill, have a great Christmas. Tell everybody where they can find all your great stuff down there. Yes, the drive every day, four to six on ESPN 106.7. You can uh, find us online, ESPNAU.com, or you can go to RadioAlabama.net. We welcome everybody's calls. Uh, love you to join us live, or you can uh, check out the podcast. Thank you, Bill. Thank and you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. you. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. I talked with Bob yesterday, and this was him, and um, the uh, company's doing well. And um, Prince Glover and Hayes is who I'm talking about. If you have an accident, if you have something that didn't need to happen to you, uh, somebody came after you and, and highways or 
um, neighborhoods or whatever it might be than Prince Clever and Hayes or the people to visit with. They've been very so successful. They not you know we talk about them being in Tuscaloosa all the time, but they're throughout the country, really, really the southeastern part of the United States. And they've done a really good job of getting you what you need to get uh, if this occurs to you. Three four five one two three four. Prince Glover at Hayes is the name of the company. We talk about it each and every day. They'll go out, coat and tie, visit with the, the people that uh, they need to visit with, have an answer for you soon because you're all upset about what's happened to you. And I think that they'll do a good job. For, I don't think. I know they will. The, the success rate is tremendous. Three four five one two three four. Prince Clover and Hayes. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. All right, phone lines are wide open the rest of the show. Like people calling. Uh, we, got, we got a lot of uh, message here about people enjoying Richard Hendricks. Uh, we had a couple of calls. I see people talking to, to Justin. But just maybe some of the things that he said. We can look at a little bit at that Arizona game and uh, peer ahead at some of the games coming up this weekend. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do see congestion on McFarland at US 43 at Alabama 69 in Northport and a little bit on 359 northbound at the 15th Street exit. If you see other conditions, give me a call 205-886-8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Towns of Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. Know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. We call with Justin. He said they sold. 30-something trucks uh, this month alone. So, But they got some uh, vehicles out there. You're looking for something here for the holiday season. Swing by Skyland Boulevard. See Justin. See David DeSantis. Or go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at what they have on the lot. Also, you can schedule a service right there at the website. All right, get to the Tuscaloosa Toyota hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Congratulations, Bear. Hey, Coach. How are you? Thanks, Tom. Okay. Good. How are you, Tom? Uh, it's a good win. Thank you for asking. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Florence looks like they may be a handle. Yeah. Yeah. We got to win Thursday to get to Florence. Of course, Florence got to play Dashler as well. So Dashler's a good team. Yeah. And so is Florence. I don't know. I didn't know anything about him, but just kind of picking up the bits and pieces like I did that Florence looked like they could be uh, be a problem for you. Yeah. Anytime you play Florence in Florence, uh you know, maybe maybe Dad another referee. Hopefully, we get to play. Well, we'll play Florence or Deschler for sure. I'll guarantee you, I'll see the referee before you play. <laughs> <laughs> Good. There you go. Um, anyway, I'm hoping for the best for you and the team. I really like that team. Yeah, thank uh, you. Like I did the one last year, I like them too. But uh, after getting to see Jack and his teammates play, I really I, I like that team. Yeah, thank you, thank you. What you got this morning, Tom? Well, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm pissed off like uh, you wouldn't believe. And, uh, Uh-oh. And, and I'm mad about the freaking basketball team. I, I, I tell you what, I, <laughs> Richard Hendricks comes on there, and, and y'all start talking, 
And uh, and it's basketball 101 for the idiots like me that don't. I'm John. Q. I'm not even John Q. Fan anymore. I figured that part out. John Q. Fan is a genius compared to me in basketball. And then I'm listening to him. It's basketball 101 for dummies. And 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 now I, I don't know. If we I don't think we'll win another game. Wow, <laughs> no, that's what you got out of the interview. Then I well, win I mean, game? I'm so disgusted. You know, I, I've always loved the inside-out basketball game. I hate this outside-in stuff. I don't have any confidence in it. I don't believe you win with it. And then he starts talking about the rim and the balls in the NCAA tournament, something I've never heard of, never <laughs> thought of, anything else. I, start, I said, hold on, time out. i got to throw up. We're not going to make it nowhere. And uh, I, I just I, – I mean, it was so much good – stuff in there between the uh, three of y'all on the conversation. But at the same time, I'm so disappointed because the things that y'all said you got to have to win is not existent on this team. Well, not we, we, we talked about winning NCAA tournament. Obviously, they've won. They've won the SEC uh, regular season and tournament uh, playing this particular style. We were just bringing up stuff that maybe happens in the NCAA tournament. He's right about the depth perception, the arenas, the tight rims, the new ball. So you got to be able to... You know, sometimes those games turn into half court games. You got to be able to score in the low post. Uh, there, he's a low post player uh, that that thrived in the low post, but it's not the style that Alabama plays. We're just trying to look at maybe another side of it there this morning. Time. Yeah, I know it, but Barry, look, I, I'm telling you, uh, we we've seen it, and, and we've seen the teams that 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 you you know maybe you're not a, uh, a, a, a two block, you know, two people on. On uh, both blocks, let me put it that way. I, I don't know how you two how low you post, say two low post players. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two people that can, can can get you a goal down in the low post. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. And uh, but you know, and and the development thing. He, he's talking. Y'all brought up Europe. You know, I thought that was a great point there uh, about you know the practice angle versus how many games you play. He's right and, about that. He's a hundred yeah, spot on. I, I, about I that. mean, but, but when you see those European players come over here and come to the NBA, the first thing that jumps out at you is their skill level. Yeah, and uh, the dribble, dribble pass, and shoot, and and I mean, I just, I don't know. I I, I just don't have any faith in this five out stuff. I don't like it. <laughs> So you're not you don't have high hopes for tonight against Arizona. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not going to say what ran across my mind. That would be inappropriate on the radio. But uh, mm. anyway, I enjoyed it though. I thought his interview was outstanding. Uh, we had a guy, I guess it runs. He talks about Richard Hendricks needs to be on the SEC Network instead of some of these pat. Patrick Bradley and uh, some of those Auburn guys they got on there. Richard's a uh, uh, very intelligent guy who really understands. Uh, so he's got a bright you future know, if that's what he chooses. Me, he reminded me, uh, and I, I thought he'd call in and see if y'all would let me uh, give him some advice. Uh, 
I, I was going to say, hey, Richard, look, uh, you don't know me, but uh, I've got some really good advice. I'm going to tell you, Roman Harper started on this show right here, <laughs> and look where he is now. We did. And, we, uh, we elevated his career, didn't we, Tom? Exactly. I mean, he needs to acknowledge the fact that being on this show <laughs> launched his SEC Network career. Yeah, Dad picking on him about his socks <laughs> and not shaving and all that. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I did call in. I, I am disheartened with what we're lacking on uh, the basketball team. And uh, I, I wish it was different, but uh, I guess we'll just have to suffer with it uh, <laughs> without a big man. There you go. Thank you, Tom. Hey, see y'all. Have a good one. Yeah. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, yeah, so Alabama will take on uh, Arizona tonight. We talked about that 10 o'clock. I guess that's uh, – is that where the um, – Phoenix Suns play where that game's being played. I'm sure it is. And Footprint Center. Is that Footprint Center? Um, I think there'll be a lot of A's in there, Dad, but I don't think those A's are going to stand for Alabama. Maybe they don't, so try that. No, uh, they, I, I tell you what, they got the biggest A, a flag you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, we'll take this break and come back, and then we'll wrap up the show. We'll make way for the Gary Harris Show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home. Of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, fairly quiet around the area. Now, if you do see conditions folks need to hear about, of course, give me a call 205 886 8886. The year-end clearance is on now at Townsend Nissan with savings up to $10,000. Don't miss the deals. I'm Captain Ray. Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. What's going on, guys? Christian Miller from the Miller's Edge here. And tomorrow, tune in as we will continue to talk Alabama, Michigan, in the Rose Bowl, transfer portal news, and more right here on the Miller's Edge. Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Yeah! Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, Tuscaloosa's high 54. Tonight, fair and cold again with the low at 30. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues, the sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. One thing to look at tonight uh, is album takes on uh, Arizona and, and Richard mentioned Umar Ballo, uh, seven foot He's a senior, older kid uh, from Mali, uh, seven foot two sixty. He's averaging right at thirteen points a game, uh, six rebounds. Deb, he, uh, he doesn't shoot threes. He's strictly a low uh, post player. Uh, and Alabama's had to play uh, several of those, but uh, you know he's not going to be out running around the perimeter. He's going to make Alabama guard him in the post. So, what are some things maybe Alabama could do? to try to slow – he's their third leading scorer there to try to slow him down. You can't let this guy go to 20 when he's averaging 12 a game. you got to know who to double off of. And I don't know And I don't know Arizona's team well enough to know to know who you can double off of. But you've got to, you've got to double, you know, from the top side and have somebody behind him as well if he's that good. Um, and, and 
you know, at times, uh, at times you gamble, and uh, I, I've gambled on guys I wasn't sure whether they could shoot it or not, and I told them if they made two field goals, they were on me. Um, they weren't on the, they were, they were on my, my scouting. So, but, so you've got to, you know, you've got to do a good job of keeping the ball off. I, you know, one I, difference I, with him, though, as opposed to a guy like Edie, and Edie's a rare, I mean, he's doing, uh, not, Edie, Edie travels all yeah, the time. Yeah, but Edie's, there's not many, but this kid is shooting, um, yeah. 39% from the foul line. So I give um, him nothing around yeah. the rim easy. Oh, I'm putting yeah. him on, put oh. him on the line where Edie, yeah. Steps up, you know he he knocks in the free throws, goes eleven. Yeah, he does. He you know, if that ball comes off that glass, off uh, yeah, with Edie in there, you got for them offensively. You got to slap it out of there if you can't get a hold of. It. You got to get a hold of it first, number one. But if you can't, you got to you got to slap it out of there, and uh, you got you can't let the ball be played around the rim uh, with, with guys like Edie. Edie's up. Uh, I listened to this lady last night. I know her. She's the coach, and and and. The, the, in this Florida game, the guy trapped. When he walks out of the gym. She's saying it was a great, great move. It, 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 Edie is a very good player and very, very good, and Purdue is good. But I'm telling you right now, if you and everybody says his foot, and I'm wrong that his footwork is perfect. I don't think it's perfect. So. Edie's, yeah. Pretty good for a kid that size. I uh, think it is. I think he travels a lot, and I, if you, you've got and, and you, you got to call it. <laughs> I, yes. I just, I, I think, I think for his size, the answer to that question is yes. But I still think when you put the yes in there, he also travels some, because he is that size. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. Um, but uh, Arizona does have, which is nice, five players averaging double figures. Uh, Caleb Love, uh, their guarders, getting right at 16 a game. But uh, they got guys having 13, 12, 11. I'm sorry, 12 and 11. So uh, they have pretty balanced uh, scoring. So you're going to have to uh, play well defensively. Their only loss of the year uh, is against Purdue, uh, who beat them. And that 90, was a surprise 92. to me, too. Yeah. Um, that was the too. I tell you, we got good basketball today for basketball people. I know everybody's gone the other way looking to, to see who's signed with who. I understand that, but if for some reason you you found all that out, you've got you know you've got uh, you've got Duke playing, and you've got uh, uh, Oklahoma playing North Carolina, which would be a decent game, I think. And then I, I can't believe that cotton picking games at ten o'clock, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for today's show. We'll right. look forward to uh, coming back tomorrow. We'll look at this Arizona game, if we can stay awake, and try to uh, kind of tell you what we see. Hopefully Alabama uh, will shoot the basketball well, but hopefully they'll defend well uh, also, defend that low post uh, a little bit better than they have in the past, not let uh, this guy foul the whole team out. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Is he home? Of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.